0: Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, There is nothing I can ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God That I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Alexia Carrillo, and she is an entrepreneur. She's a mom. She's a wife. And she's also a podcaster, and she has a podcast called Mama with a Calling. Alexia has an amazing story to share with us about how she found God. So without further ado, here is my interview that I did with Alexia. Hello, Alexia. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for being on the Finding God podcast. I am super excited to have you here with us. I love what you're doing with your podcast, and we'll get to that in a while. But before we start, this is my number one question I ask everybody.
1: What was your childhood like? Oh, my goodness. Um, My childhood, I grew up in East Tennessee in the Appalachian Mountains area. Um, Single mom that had three kids and... um, Yeah, we were pretty poor. Um, But I mean, I, you know, I knew my dad and stuff. It wasn't like he wasn't anywhere in the picture. But really, it was just my mom and my sisters. And it was kind of, um, we moved around a lot. Um, I ended up moving in with my grandmother when I was about 13. And then I was able to stay in one place. I moved from school to school to school. So had a lot of um, like instability in that way. Mm -hmm. And um, even from a young age, I guess relating it back to to God or just like kind of bringing that in there. From a young age, I was always like a church orphan, as they called it. Like my mom would send me on the little bus that came to the apartments to pick up kids. So I would always, um, you know, go to VBS or random little things like that. And when I was a teenager is when I really started going to church more. So I had more stability in that in that time but it's a really really small nutshell of my of my life it was kind of chaotic though
0: wow Now the part when you say you had sisters my mom was also a single parent and she had three girls as well so I can definitely identify with that and yeah. about going to church even though we didn't go on a bus I did see the bus that would come to the apartments where we lived to pick kids up but my mom would drive us because she went and so we would go every single week so I totally understand about the whole church thing Mm -hmm. So what was something when you were younger that you heard at cherish that really resonated with you and that you could say had helped you as you grew up and as you went through your life?
1: I think that, you know, it's hard when I was like, so, okay, okay. So I have like two things. One is that from a young age, I was kind of like a rule follower. I've always been really into following rules, which will come into play later. If we talk about kind of my, my journey with God. But I think that really something about church and almost like I never doubted that God was God. I just, I knew that was, that was true. And so when I heard like, he wants you to do all of these things, I just paid attention so intently to every lesson, every like little older lady that would come to the boys and girls club and do a little lesson. And I was like, I know the answer. And like, I just was really into that. And so from a young age, I was actually really like because of those little lessons, I never did anything like off, like I didn't do drugs, I didn't drink, I didn't do anything kind of off the path. I just always was like, nope, that's not what the Bible says. I wasn't reading it for myself, but I just knew that. And then as I got older, I guess like older in high school years, um, I really started and really this isn't a good thing, I don't think, but the church that I went to and the way they did things, it was very, um, not Bible thumping, but like, kind of like go like very evangelical, like go door to door and like knock on the door. Like, are you going to heaven or hell? If not, like, why not? And like kind of in people's face. And I really believed that was necessary. And I, when I was in ninth grade, I went to, it was called creation camp. And it was, I think it was at Billy Graham's, like, you know, center in North Carolina or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I had just gotten saved, like earlier that year and when I went to this creation camp they were talking about evolution and all the reasons why it wasn't real and I was just like what like I've never known any of this and I kind of went into this almost like an apologetics like I'm going to give information and nobody's going to go against God and so I kind of did that Mm -hmm. from like teenager years up until like even into college and super judgy on my, like I just that kind of impacted me in kind of a negative way but I thought it was good I mean I I know the heart behind it was good like mm-hmm. that I was trying to just say no you know this is the truth but the approach wasn't wasn't so great.
0: No I get it and it's funny you brought that up because um the episode that I did last week the guy Josh Evans he's a podcaster as well he also talked about how he was super judgy because he was brought up in a church. And I totally understand that because I also was a super judgy person. And, you know, I don't think that it's something we could fault ourselves with being super judgy because it's almost like it's ingrained in you. And especially if you were there from the time you were a child and all the way up, you're always taught, this is right. We're the right people. We have the true religion. Nobody else does. You have to tell them before they go to hell. So, I mean, how could you not grow up being judgmental this is all you know it's kind of like you're trained to judge other people so you could bring them to heaven or bring them to God so no I get it because even though my religion was different we also had to like knock on doors and try to sell people tracks to try to tell them about God and and give them books and yeah it's just like it was impossible not to be judgy if you were brought up in that type of environment and you're not the only one we all had a judgmental kind of attitude because that's all we knew like seriously that's all you know if you grow up with a religious background which like you said can also be a hindrance to
1: what we should be because we're too busy judging people yeah I mean I feel like it just as you're saying that I'm remembering being being sort of frustrated because it's like I knew at the core level that I wanted them to accept this yeah. truth But, but the way I was carrying it out was pushing people away. And I just was so confused by that. And, you know, it's, it's almost like I was embodying the very thing that people don't like about Christianity or religion. And I just didn't understand it. And I just was so, you know, I lost friends over that, or people just wouldn't want, I remember just being people telling me that I was just in general, just a judgmental person. And, um, and I mean, I still, I still have to really check myself on that. Um, but yeah, I just remember feeling just really frustrated and disconnected with that. And it took a long time to understand that it's not, that's not the way that it needs to be. Right.
0: Right. So what incident in your life helped you realize that's not the way it's supposed to be?
1: What happened? You know, I think that, well, when I was in college, I, went to a Christian college, not on purpose. I just went to the school because it was close to my home and I just wanted to go there. And, um, it was actually a Presbyterian school, which I didn't, I wasn't Presbyterian. So that's fine, but I just, it was a little different. And I just remember my freshman year, I guess. And in the sophomore year, I had my own dorm room. I was by myself and like at the end of the hall, it's like nobody ever came in there. And I spent a lot of time. I was going through a season of depression and, um, I spent a lot of time reading the Bible myself. Almost like for the first time, like really reading it and really seeking truth and understanding because I was just so, you know, when something big happens in someone's life, they can either turn away from God or turn to God. And I like, luckily, I guess I'd turn to God every time. And so I turned to God, like just heavy, like hardcore. And when I was doing that, I was like, wait a minute, this is not like, we should not be so like, I just was seeing, I guess the old church that I was at in like, in a different light. And I remember going and trying to continue to go there in college and then just realizing like, they are so judgmental. Like this woman was the like leader of our little college Sunday school. And she was saying that, you know, if you're a Christian, she was a teacher and she was like, if you're a Christian, you should not dress like a certain way. And I was just like challenging her. Like, why would that affect? It it just, I just didn't like the, the, the thing they're saying, like, you know, you should look a certain way. And I'm like, but still it just had this undertone of like button up shirts and your hair a certain way and all this. And I was just like, that's not fair. That's not what God sees. He sees our heart. And um, so I think that was a big moment where I was, um, and actually from then on, I kind of just like quit, quit church. I mean, I just didn't go to church probably for like 10 or 15 years. I mean, it was a long time. I just didn't go. I tried. I kept trying to go to church, but the religion part, didn't align with what I was reading in the Bible and so I was like no I don't I don't want to go
0: No I get that 100% because it's funny you mentioned clothes because I had experience and that's the thing that made me start to realize things because I would see things when I was younger you know as I got older I started to read my Bible for myself and it would just saying something different and I remember I would ask people about it I would question people about different things and they would be like well no this is how it's supposed to be and I just felt as I got older and older that this is just to like you said judgmental I felt it was pushing people away from God rather than bringing people close to God and as I got older and I had kids and then I saw some things that happened and people talked about their clothes and I mean I it just came to a point where we were at um a meeting it was supposed to be like a praise team kind of thing they called a meeting now this I'm not going to go to the whole story but they're having a lot of clothes let's just put clothes incidents <laughs> you know that had come up so we were at this meeting i hadn't heard about it in a couple of years i was like okay well whatever and then we we're at this meeting and they're like well if you don't dress a certain way you can't be on a praise team you can't do this you can't do this and i was done at that point i don't know what happened but i was just like i don't i was just like this is stupid like this is we're in the 20th you know the years 2000s or whatever why are we still talking about clothes like have we not evolved past that like that is not the thing that's going to take you to heaven or hell <laughs> like mm-hmm that's not it like what are we doing And after that I was just done and like you I also just stopped going to church I'm just like this is ridiculous and I was like I have kids I have daughters I do not want them to grow up being so judgmental and seeing all of this foolishness because I don't think that's what God is like and I just I'm like they just have it wrong so I totally get it it's funny that we had the same reaction because it's just ridiculous I was just like seriously I'm like everything that's going on people are dying people are committing suicide people are hungry people are dealing with like serious mental issues and mental health issues and we're sitting up here fighting about clothes like still this is where we are so yeah I totally understand so did you ever go back to church or what brought you back to church if you decided to go back
1: so this is a fun story so (laughs) I feel okay so what happened let me just okay so from that time I just kind of just said I'm just gonna read the Bible on my own it's my own thing and through college I would try to go to like women at the well was like a thing and like trying to do different college it's a Christian college there was lots of that but it was also Mm -hmm. in East Tennessee and so the 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 style of church was still the same where we kept Mm -hmm. going so I kept trying to look I knew that like more contemporary as they would call it more contemporary churches were more in alignment with the message that I was seeing in the Bible and I wanted to embody like come as you are, where I'll meet you, where you are. I love you. You know, awesome. people are dressing fine, you know, but you know, like in general, it's not like if you're not wearing a dress, you can't come in these doors. Right. Um, and so I did that throughout college, but then after college, I went to grad school to get my PhD in cancer biology. When I did that, I just like immersed myself in science mm-hmm. and just didn't have, I told myself I didn't have time I didn't, I feel like I didn't have time. I just lived and breathed the lab and just grad school. And so I was in grad school for, I don't know, six years. And so that whole time, I think I went a little bit at the beginning, just trying to like find a church here in Nashville. And, and I did go for a little bit, but it just, nothing was quite sitting. So I just let it go. Like it was just something that really went to the back burner and with it went my Bible and every, I just, not that I stopped believing, it just no longer was a focus and um, I went almost. That was 2008 to so probably like 2009 ish. I stopped everything, and then 2019, I came back to church. And so it was like 10 years of just like mm-hmm. not even really thinking about God. I mean, maybe, but like just it wasn't even a focus at all. Um, In that time, I got married, I finished grad school, got my PhD, went on did postdoc, did all this other That's stuff.
0: Amazing,
1: had had a son, you know. Had My son in 2016. So when I quit my job and I wasn't, I I knew I wanted to quit my job because, well, when I got pregnant, all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to work and I don't want to leave this little baby with people that I don't know. And suddenly it was like, I went on this new trajectory, but I didn't understand it because in my mind, I was always going to be in a career. I was never going to be a stay at home mom and I was never going to have my own business. There were two things that I was never going to (laughs) do. And now I'm like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to go have a job, you know, but I just didn't understand it. And so I kind of went down this, this path of figuring out how can I make money online? How, like, what is this world of online business? Like what? And it just was this whole thing where I was like, I don't know if science is even the thing I'm supposed to be doing. And I kind of went on this path. And at first it was focused on my son and just being home with him. And I'm, this is related to promise. So then I, I came home in 2018 and as I, and I was, my business was like, it was really stressful to transition to being home. And when I did that, I found myself looking in the online space and listening to a bunch of entrepreneurs. Cause I was like, I just need to get this. Like I hear how much money they're making and all the success. And I know it's available to anybody, but why can't I do it? And I was listening to people and I got into the manifestation, like law of attraction group. And I didn't understand what they were talking about. And so I just kind of kept listening. And I was like, really intrigued. Like they have no worry. It seems they just have this belief that everything is going to happen for their good. And that, you know, everything is not a failure or something. It's just a lesson on the path to success and all of this. And I was like, that sounds amazing. But as they were talking, they kept saying like source energy and universe. And I was like, that's God why aren't they saying God I was like I'll just plug God in there and we'll just move on and then I was listening to one of the guys that I really like just loved everything he said and he started talking about crystals and I was like whoa okay that sounds like some new age something I didn't I just didn't see it before and when I saw that I was just like what I was just like what does the Bible say and I just like went outside and I was sitting there at my porch, like trying to understand this. And I looked across and I can't even explain why this was there, but it was like these little rocks, like stacked up on top of each other. Like you would see in like Eastern religions or something. And I was like, that's what it reminded me of with the crystals. I was like, it's almost like a, like a, like a, what I would imagine from like a movie of like witchcraft or something. And so I just opened my Bible and started like diving into that. And then I felt like just this, go to Long Hollow Baptist Church is where I was supposed to go. And I was like, I don't know anybody that goes there. It's kind of far away. I'm not going to go there. Like, I'm going to go to this other church that's closer to me. And so I like Googled that church to look for the pastor to see like, what are they like? And they had a guest from Long Hollow and I was like, okay, fine. And so I go to Long Hollow and I, from that moment on, it was like a a religious awakening or like a spiritual awakening of from that moment, I have just been on this I don't even know. Like I just went back to church. I dove into the Bible. I I love reading and learning and studying and praying and being at church is like, I love going to church. It's just, it's just been so different. And so I always say like law of attraction kind of like in a weird way, just brought me back. And it's just cool to see that path and how that happened because I look now and I'm like, did I even understand anything before when I was reading the Bible? Like what I thought was like a high spiritual moment for me in college was like I didn't know anything like I didn't know half of what I know now yeah. and so um so yeah now I just that's kind of my life and so I do that with the podcast is to like share with people what I'm learning because I'm like people aren't getting it and I need to like teach them what I'm learning
0: that's amazing so what is the name of your podcast when did this start And tell me a little bit more about the motivation. I know you say you're motivated because you're learning some new things and you want to share it with other people. But what made you decide to make it a podcast rather than just doing a group in your home or something like that?
1: So, well, I did not, I was, so when I first went onto this in 2019, when I dove into the Bible and things, at the time, my online business, all I knew is that I wanted to teach other moms that they could be at home with their kids because like, I mean, I was a scientist. There were so many other women who felt trapped in their jobs. Like they, they couldn't, they felt like they could not have the option of either having kids at all, or they were so sad because they constantly had to be at work and not with their kids. And I was just like, Oh, but I know there's another way. And I need to just let them know that it's possible. And part of that became trying to show them, like, I realized there's a whole bunch of shame and a bunch of emotions that you have to go through to even handle that. And so when I dove into the Bible and was going through that, what was coming out for me was it was curing or like fixing all of those anxieties and doubts and worries, because I was reading like what God was saying that he was going to provide and that he was going to lead and guide. And I didn't have to do this alone. And and all of that. And I was like, this is like the answer. And then in 2020, so I got, I had went back to work for a little bit on a contract position, still doing stuff in my business. It was a blog though. And I love podcasts for years. And I kept saying, I want to do a podcast. Um, and I never did. But when COVID hit, I was so mad at myself because I was in this call center. I was like a trainer, like a technical trainer for people doing the census. It was the year of the census. And I remember feeling like I was in a Petri dish, like I'm sitting there and all these people are coming in the doors. And this is at the beginning of COVID. And I was like, I'm exposing myself. Everybody here is risking themselves for money. Yeah. And I was like, we can't even make our own choices because we need this job or we need that dollar. And some, a lot of people here, they don't have a choice. You know, you don't feel like you don't have a choice, yeah. but I was like, I do have a choice. I know how to make money online. And I remember like telling the like a lot of the women were like, what are we going to do? And I was like, I'm not worried about it because I know how to make money. And they're like, oh, well, good for you, you know? And I'm like, but everybody can. Mm -hmm. And it was in that time too, like as I went to work every day and I think God sent me back to work for this reason, I just realized like my brain and my gifts and my abilities in this world are way, like they have much better use than sitting at this computer because there were times when I would literally just, sit in my seat because I was supposed to with nothing to do for like eight hours. And I was like, I'm going to explode. Like, I can't, I can't, it was, it was, um, like protected government stuff. So I couldn't have a phone. I couldn't do anything else. I just had to sit there and I was just like, every, like, we all have abilities and talents that are just being like, not even used. So I was just praying every day, going into work, listening to podcasts and all this stuff. And finally, um, when my son's school got shut down and, um, I think my husband got let go from, you know, COVID stuff, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to dive into this business. And I decided I'm going to start a podcast. Like I'm going to do this. And at that point, God just like put it on my heart so much to make it faith-based. And I was like, you want me to what? Like, I did not think that I was going to be doing like a ministry type or like Bible teaching, any of that, that was not on my radar, but the more I went through this, I was like, I have to like, and especially like the, the new age stuff, I just kept seeing it more and more. And so I started the podcast, mom with a calling. And really the intention is to give women biblical truths and like mindset shifts, like show them the truth of everything they're going through so giving them the like first of all to recognize that they are called to do something they don't have I mean the people that listen are entrepreneurs you don't have to be but you're called to something yeah and just like helping them see that belief undo all of the worldly beliefs about what success looks like that you have to have this job you know all of that kind of stuff and like because there's a lot of shame people pleasing um sort of like if I need to be something in the world, I need to have a job as a doctor. No, you don't. And just like switching to like a kingdom perspective. Um, And then the courage to like, if they've decided to actually do this online business thing, giving them the courage through, um, you know, most of the time the the podcasts are really like, I hear something in church or I read something in the Bible and I'm like, this can be applied to what you're going through right now. Like, let me tell you what this, how this can come into your life. And just like that courage to keep pursuing it actually quit your job it took me like three years to actually quit my job and then um, and then just to keep going like some of the practical stuff you know as far as like when you come home with your kids you're like I'm home with my kids and then you're like I'm home with my kids like yeah. their kids and they have routines and oh my gosh and just so much that God speaks to you in all of this and if you're not prepared for the emotions of it and the it's almost like going through therapy trying to start a business and do all this then You'll easily just t- like miss it. You'll miss your calling. You'll you'll go back to your job and you can come back again. You know, you can, but that's where the podcast is for me. It's just kind of teaching these women to put God in the center of their lives and to run their business for him and that they can and they're allowed to do this. It's okay. Um, they might have to go against the grain, but it's okay.
0: Oh, I love that. You said so many things. Sorry. I'm trying to I think know. what I should talk about or what I should mention because you said a lot of good things. And I understand where you're coming from because first I got this, I had, to, I had another podcast, which I've been doing since 2016 called Music and Therapy. But then once the whole shutdown happened and we had the whole pandemic and we had to stay home and quarantine, that's when I just really started to think. And I tell people that was the time I had a chance to detox because before then, I was going to church. I was doing all this stuff. And it's like you get involved doing so many things until you kind of lose sight and you lose focus of God and who he is and what the purpose is of even going to church or being a Christian, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So once I had these, that time to detox, I started to think. And once again, I was reading the Bible because I was not going to church. I wouldn't listen to anybody. And then the great thing is like I started to listen to other people preach and talk about God and I think that's huge because sometimes when you are in a particular religion or a church you don't really listen outside of that you just stay stuck listening to what is being taught to you and I was listening to everybody and I was like oh okay and I found some people like this is what I've been reading about this lines up with what I've been hearing how I'm interpreting the bible and so I started listening to them just a lot of things happen but it was freeing for me because for so long I just felt like I didn't know if I was going to go to hell or heaven because there were just so many rules. And if you break them, who knows what's going to happen. But once I started doing reading for myself and realized that God loved us and we're saved because a gift from God and not because we're trying to earn it, it just made it so easy. And then I was just like, well, you know what? People need to know this. And I was like, people should know that even if they're doing wrong at this very moment, they can still talk to God, even in the midst of what they're doing, because God sees them. He knows them and he can help them. Like you shouldn't be ashamed to talk to God if you are doing something wrong at that moment. Talk to him, like reach out, he will help you. And so that is where the Finding God podcast came from because I wanted people to know that you can find God anywhere, no matter what you're doing. You don't have to be perfect. And kind of like let people know that you can't be perfect. So you should stop trying. And when you are at your weakest point, you should talk to God and everything we do, we should just ask him, hey, I'm probably gonna say something I shouldn't say. I need help you know, because I think that me saying stuff like, oh, I'm just not going to say it. It does nothing because I always do the thing I say I'm not going to (laughs) do. So just be real. Like I'm probably going to say this. I'm probably going to do this, but I need help not to. And, you know, I just felt like people needed to hear that. So that is where the whole Finding God podcast came from. And then the one when you were talking about how you started your own business, I also left my job in 2019 and I have been planning this leave for like eight years because yeah. like you I just felt like there was more there was just something better for me I was a rehabilitation counselor I had my master's degree but I just felt like there was just something more that I needed to do something more I needed to say and talk about and so yeah so I understand completely and then I love how you talk about the job and everything because a lot of times I do think that we get it confused with um I, there are two things i think happens with christians i think first we've been taught that money is a bad thing that you shouldn't really make it and that if you're rich you're going to go to hell because you know the bible says easier for um what is it a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven so we'll take that and we'll be like well you know if you're struggling if you're not making money then you know god's probably looking out for you you know the devil's not going to bother anybody unless he know that they're a threat you know we hear things like that and so you think if you're not struggling or if you don't have any problems at that moment that oh wow maybe I'm not a threat to the devil and maybe God's you know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing which is totally ridiculous because this is life you have times when things are good you have times when things are bad but I don't think it means that the devil is all of a sudden oh he's the threat she's the threat let me go make something bad happen and disrupt your life I don't think that's what happened I just think every day we have choices and we can choose God or we cannot choose him but he's here to help us that's what I think but the whole thing people have this misconception when it comes to money they have a misconception about what is an appropriate job for a Christian and I just think that if you are a Christian then whatever job you're going to do it's going to have those same values because that's who you are and so for people to See it differently i just think it's so restrictive restrictive and oppressive because god gave us all talents we all have different things we're here to do and we all have a reason for being here and so our purpose may not be what everybody think our purpose should be yeah we could do that but that's probably not where we're going to be the most influential that's not where we're going to be able to help people that's not where we're going to be able to be the person that god called us to be so i love that i love what you're
1: doing that is so amazing. I love yeah, it. No, so I think that, I mean, I, that was really good too. I think, I think that, yeah, I can, I, there's, You talked about shame and not wanting to come to God. And that was something, I think the year 2020, a lot of people said it was just such a terrible year. And of course people with COVID and everything, but there was so much good that came out of it for so many people. Like you said, listening to other teachers, I have, I've never done that, but I am all up in YouTube listening to all sorts of pastors from all over the place. And it's, I mean, I've actually come to realize that I believe like totally, totally different than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, meaning like I would have said, no, I don't align with that particular church or that denomination, but I'm like, actually I do because it's what the Bible says. Like, that's what I believe. And so, um, I just think it opened up. I mean, so many people, because it was such a scary time for so many, or, you know, like you said, mental health issues, people, I mean, I personally like not having to go anywhere, but some people, it really affected them and they didn't like being away from people, Um, And just, there was just so much of like a flocking to the internet, like what else are you going to do? And so I think that that really, yeah, and I had so much time to read my Bible and really dive into stuff. And um, yeah, the whole shame thing that came up for me too. And just like, I just want to speak on that because what came to light to me was like, I had if I did something wrong, cause I'm such a rule follower, if I did something wrong, then I would turn away, you know, not want to talk about it to God. Like I was ashamed, yeah. but just like with Adam and Eve, right? Like the shame will, is what hides you from God. It'll keep you from God. And it's like, he just wants you to come and talk anyway. And when somebody said that to me, I was like, oh, that is true. Like that was shame, like from the beginning, you know, and it's like, actually, you know, he wants you to come. And I think of Peter you know, Jesus, when he first meets Peter, or at least the first, you know, he gives the fish haul at the first time. Um, and then at the end, when Jesus comes back and he sees Peter again, Peter had just denied Jesus. I mean, he is like on yeah. fire for Jesus the whole time. And he just denied him three times. And I was reading this the other day and I was like, he could have sat in his shame and not got on the shore and not went back to Jesus. And he was out. I mean, he could he could choose that. Um, but because I mean, Jesus said Satan wants to sift you like he's going to come after you and this is going to happen like your pride is going to be a thing you're wanting to not be like in trouble you're wanting to please people is going to come into play here right because you're going to say I don't know him because everybody around you you're not so strong when Jesus is being taken away but Jesus never said um I can't believe he did that um can you explain why you denied me he didn't say any of that because he knew he was going to deny me already told him right he just um he just wanted his him to love him like do you love me then take care of my sheep take care of my flock but what I also think talking about the money that's huge oh my gosh I have this whole like series and this whole I don't even know I have to put it together because I'm just obsessed with this idea of money because I've struggled with money growing up poor and in poverty really and this money mindset of scarcity is is just huge Um, and plus from the area I'm in it's also like a uh, you sort of make fun of people that have money, and it's you know it's like a coping. But like I've been ingrained that it's like you want to be. Uh like in the middle, like you're not rich or really wealthy, but not being too, too poor either, because that's also somehow negative. Like that's a bad right, thing to right, Like right. you're not working enough. And so it's like this weird, this weird thing with money. And, um, cause growing up, I thought, well, if I can make $50,000 one day, I'm going to be like living it up. Well, I live in Nashville now. And so <laughs> it's a little bit different as you grow up, but I just have all these money things. And so, you know, I brought all of that to the Bible. And as I'm reading the Bible, I wasn't looking for answers, but as I was reading the Bible, I was like, God makes it very clear, especially in the old Testament, how he loves, like he's talking about, I'm going to give you so much abundance. Like I want to give you stuff. Uh, And when he gives people all this crop, it's not just food. They're going to sell it. Like they make money. And I was like, he clearly loves to give them stuff. And but, but when they're in a good space, like with him, it's almost like they don't care about the money. So he gives them more. Yeah. But when they're focused on the money, he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you got to back it up because you can't, you can't serve two, two masters. But it's just like there's so much money in the Old Testament. And he says how much he wants to, to bless them and, and have all of this. And I'm like, that isn't a lie. God doesn't change. So he was that way in the Old Testament. Why do we do that with the New Testament information? And you have things like Jesus saying some of that stuff. Um, you know, like, like the, the rich young ruler and all of that, but actually if, and looking at Paul too, Paul talks about living with like less and okay. just kind of, you know, whatever, but I just have noticed that like when, so when Jesus bringing it back, when Jesus, um, at the end there, we met Peter again, he gave them that fish haul again, that mm-hmm. fi- large fish and that many is giving them money. I mean, is that's why they're fishing. They're not fishing for their family food, they have a business and they are building money. And he doesn't, I mean, he wants them to have that. And, you know, Paul went around and we think of like, Paul as being destitute and he was imprisoned a lot, but he was also a tent maker right, and he yes. worked very hard. And he even says like, do not, if you have the ability to work and provide for yourself and above and beyond so that you can actually give to others, like don't burden people, you know? And I just, the more I read the Bible, I'm just like, God doesn't want us to love money, of course, but if we can, he he also, but he wants us to have it with good intention because we can give it into the world. We can do good things. Um, And I just keep thinking like, I have been born in the United States of America. Like there are people in this world who aren't born, they weren't born here and they weren't born now in this time and era. So like, what are we gifted with? What can we do for the kingdom, for God? With our opportunities, because there are people in the world that don't have the chance to build as much wealth as they want, but we do. And I just have been convicted of like, if I have the option, like I'm not called to go to live in a third world country and be without some people, are and that's yeah. fine, but I'm not. So why am I trying to, you know, for a long time I was trying to keep it low, keep the like, you know, harder is holier kind of a thing and not make as much money. And I'm like, that's not what God wants from us. Like if He's calling you to first of all, just live here. I don't know. Like you can do good things. And, you know, it gets all twisted as a whole. I mean, the whole thing with money mindset, but that's just such a like thing that I just love talking about because it's a big problem. So many women won't start their businesses. They won't charge things. They won't. um, And I mean, I've done that. I'm, I'm coming on the other end of that, but it's like thinking that, like you said, it's not okay to make money. And so they're simultaneously feeling like they want to start a business but they don't want to charge anything. It's like, you, you don't have a business. <laughs> you have a thing that you're trying to do that you can't do and then you don't have any money and, and you're just in this stress.
0: That it's true. And I guess people kind of, even with the whole thing, even with the whole verse I just said about easier for a camel to go through, eye of a needle. It, God was pretty much just saying, if your love and all your attention and devotion is toward money, because I've always told people this. If people used to look at me crazy, like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, well, then, if we're not supposed to have a lot of money or we're not supposed to be prosperous then how come all those people in the bible were rich and how come the kings had all of these things and i just think it just comes back to um we need to focus on god seeks god first and then everything else will be added because god knows what we need he knows what we want, and i think he wants to bless us more than what we can ever imagine so yeah i totally agree and i'm glad we talked about this because so many people have that
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean and even so talking sad. about people like you know, I thought about this at one point, I thought, if I want to bring people to God, and I'm over here trying to be as poor as possible, no one who's unsaved is going to be like, let me have some of that. Like, no. And I'm not saying that you need to draw them in with like their love of money and like bait and switch. But it's kind of like, I mean, I don't remember the passage. Jesus says this, though, he says that when somebody, I think it's in Matthew, that when somebody wants money, give it to them, because they think that's the answer. And then when it doesn't fulfill them, when it doesn't give them the security they're wanting, they're going to remember that you gave them money that they needed and wanted in that time. And then you're going to be that friend. They're going to trust you. And they're, and I'm not, this is not the way Jesus exactly said it, but they're going to be able to come, they're going to be able to come to you. And then you're going to tell them the truth. And it's like, when I read that, I was like, it matters so that if, If we build up wealth and we show that we're not obsessed with money, we're willing to give money. I mean, how powerful is it to be able to give money to somebody and say, God put it on my heart to give you a thousand dollars or to pay your light bill or whatever? And somebody's like, God said that to you. And to them, money is everything. Or money does mean a lot. But when you're saying like, it doesn't mean everything to me, it's where I gave it away because it's not mine to begin with. That just speaks so loud to people. So we have to have money to speak like that in the world we live in. And even in Jesus's time, I mean, thinking about the cultural differences, the reason I think he said that too, is because when somebody was rich, then they didn't have this, everybody can build up to, you know, become rich if they want. People were rich because they were, you know, either born into it or they were doing something bad or taxing people to death. You know, it wasn't like any old fisherman could build up a bunch of wealth and become a rich person um, just because of the taxes and the things and they had the, the manual labor of it. We just live in such a different world. And so we have to consider that too.
0: No, you do. Cause you do have to take a lot of that into consideration because the, I believe the standards and the morals of the Bible have are the same But you have to take into consideration culturally it's different, but basically it's the same principles throughout the whole thing. And I think that sometimes you miss that. Wow. I love that. So for someone who's actively searching for God, what advice would you give them? Is this if they don't know God at all? If they don't know God, and even if someone does know God, because sometimes you can know God, but you can still be searching for him because you want a deeper understanding or you really want a better understanding of who he is to you
1: Mm -hmm. one of the things that I tell people to do um, that I think is just so important is to look I think we get really busy and I think that we miss God in a lot of things and so one of the practices that I've done to just see God at work in my life and in the world is I look at everything that I have everything that's happened to me that's good Or even if it was bad, but it came out good or anything like that. And just say like a gratitude of seeing how God is working, you know, and all that. There's so many things that happen to us or that don't happen to us. You know, we forgot our keys and now we missed a wreck or whatever. You don't even know all the things, but the things you can see. Nature is a big one for me. I have my desk in front of this window because I look at nature and I'm just like, God is amazing. Like this this is just amazing how this comes together and I just choose to see like God in that, but also just thinking about, like I said, you know, if, if like, sometimes we think like, why is God not giving me more money talking about money as I look at it and I'm like, but I have food in my cabinet. Yeah. Like um, if I don't buy groceries for a whole week, I ain't, I'm not dying. Um, you know, I have shelter. Like I'm not in a, like, even when there's like a rain, a storm and I run inside with my son and I'm like, and I tell him, I'm like, what if we didn't have a house? But God gave us a house. We don't have to stay out there under a tree while it's lightning and in the storm. We get to come inside or in the winter. I'm like, I'm so glad we have heat and we have sweaters and coats. And just, I'm not saying that you need to, you know, that you only need to have the basics, but just seeing even those little things as gifts from God. And then there are other things, like I said, nature. So like noticing when things that are joyous that happen to you, kind of like back to back to back. I see those as gifts. One day there was like, I was going through this, trying to understand God's love for us. And I, I'll just share this little story real quick, but I, I'd put out an apple. I'd thrown out an apple because I'm weird like that. I'm from the country. So I threw out an apple. I don't live in the country. I threw out an apple and then there was this little squirrel and he comes up the next day. So it was just like the timing of this was crazy. Um, The squirrel comes up and he comes in front of the window and he's eating the apple. And I remember like kind of getting distracted from my prayer and being like, oh my gosh, the little squirrel's eating my apple. I'm so glad. And it was like, God said to me, yeah, you don't even know that squirrel. And you're so excited about the gift that you gave him a little apple core. And it's like, I love you more than that. Like I made you, I want to, and I was like, and it was like in that same day, later that evening, I saw an owl, which I love owls. And I was like, what are the chances that I would see an owl? And then there was also like the strawberry moon or something. And I was like, I just saw it as like these gifts, these things that happen. And it's like, God is acknowledging me and seeing me. And if we're not paying attention, we don't, we just see it as like, I don't know by chance, but I'm like, really? There have been so many times where I needed something or felt like I had a question and like some verse comes up or somebody says something and I'm like, right, no way. That's just happenstance that that happened. So I think that if somebody knows God already or is like looking for him more, that's really helpful and if you don't know God and you're like, Is that even real? is that even god? um i just I guess I would challenge people to i think asking god to to show himself to them in those ways and to choose to look at it that way like you you don't have to be on this earth alone, and I just think it's interesting when when people say that like they don't know if God exists and I'm like then what are you here for what's the point like you're just I don't even know like when you have problems when you when things happen to you when you want something any of that when you're struggling like you don't have anybody to turn to you're just I guess going through life and so it's just an amazing thing to realize that God is there that he created you and loves you and wants you to know him and that's the whole point point. and then sharing that with other people so they can get in on it too
0: No, i love that but you brought something to my mind because um i have a friend i'm not gonna mention names and she's not a christian or anything and i don't think she really believes in god but it's crazy because i remember one time we were working together and we both had the same issue or whatever and i prayed about it god worked it out for me even though she didn't pray about it things just seemed to fall into place and it just made me think that wow god loves her so much until she didn't even have to ask for anything he just gave it to her because he knew she needed it And to piggyback off of what you were talking about when you were saying how you were going through something and God gave you certain gifts or whatever, I remember there was a time when, um, actually, it was the the other day, I was asking God some questions like, God, why? Like, I'm feeling this, and I just want to know why. And it's crazy because I got in the car to pick my daughter up from cheerleading practice. And then as soon as I turned on the car, I usually try to connect my Bluetooth so I could listen to music. But on the radio, songs to answer my questions that I had just prayed about and it's like three songs in a row like one Mm -hmm. answered the question one told me what I should do another one's just like wait and I'm just like wait how this Mm -hmm. doesn't even occur and it's odd because usually on Sundays when I would get in the car during that time it's usually a program and somebody's talking but this time it was music so yeah God does answer and I find that amazing how you can just look for the gifts that God gives you and he does answer definitely Mm -hmm. he does yeah that's great well, thank you so very much, Alexia, for being on the Finding God podcast. I enjoyed having you here. And thank you for taking time out of your day to be here. Um, if anyone want to get in contact with you, get in contact with you on social media, how can they do that?
1: Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been great. Um, Mama with a calling at ins- on Instagram. Um, I'm not on there as much, but on Facebook, I have the Mama with a calling, you know, Facebook page or the group Um, where they can find me or mom with a calling the podcast they can also listen to more of kind of getting that encouragement from the bible that i that i teach over there
0: awesome thank you again for being on the podcast and you have an amazing day thank you you too thank you what an amazing interview i especially love how alexia talks about how she grew up in the church and how she was judgmental And I see that it's just how it is a lot of the times, because sometimes in church, we are so ingrained with religion, and we're taught religion from the time we are a child up until our adult years. All you hear is about, you can do this, you can do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. If anyone does anything outside of the norm, oh, it's bad, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So, of course, it's understandable to find out how Alexia would be so judgmental. And I also like how she said the thing that got her out of her judgment was getting rid of religion, reading the Bible for herself, and realizing that what she was reading was not lining up with the religion and the values and the judgment that she had been taught as a kid. So I absolutely love that part about it. I also love Alexia's self-awareness and how she was able to realize that she was embodying the very thing that people dislike about Christians and Christianity. And I love how she was aware of what she was doing so that she could see what she was doing, realize what she was doing, and then be able to change her behavior. Because so many times we do things and we're unable to change our behavior because we don't see that what we're doing is a problem. And I think that's why so many people have the wrong impression or an inaccurate view of God because people go and people tell them misinformation about God or they paint a picture of God that is not who he is, but they don't know that they are wrong. They feel that they're right. So since they don't know that they're wrong, they're not going to change their behavior. And the fact that she was able to recognize that she was doing something that was not showing God in a positive light and was not accurate and was everything that people hate, the fact that she could recognize that is awesome because then she was able to change it. And I think that's important because you cannot change your behavior if you don't realize it's a problem. You cannot change what you're doing if you are not self-aware and see that what you're doing can be harmful to someone else. So I absolutely love her self-awareness. Now the song that we're going to listen to today is called Life With God and it is by our artist of the week, JB. So here is the song, Life With God.
2: When I'm with you, I'm thankful. When I'm with you, I'm grateful. When I'm with you, I'm happy inside. When I'm with you, I feel so alive. When I'm with you, I'm thankful. When I'm with you, I'm grateful. When I'm with you, I'm happy inside. When I'm with you, I feel so alive. My life ain't never been the same, yo. Changed my heart, no halo. We can rest in my path, but it ain't be All sunshine and rainbows. And even though the hard time shit. I'm better walk with the creator. I've got exactly what the world needs in the form of a savior. Beginning and the ending, when really, what am I in need of? Cause everything is at my fingertips in the name of Jesus. I plead the cross in the face of my accuser. You don't want this smoke 'cause I don't fear a thing. I'm under the wings of the Holy Ghost. When I'm with you, I'm thankful. When I'm with you, I'm grateful. When I'm with you, I'm happy inside. When I'm with you, I feel so alive. When I'm with you, I'm thankful. When I'm with you, I'm grateful. When I'm with you, I'm happy inside. When I'm with you, I feel so alive. I'm going to throw my hands up when I praise your name. It's Romans 1 16. I am unashamed. I'm unashamed of the God that gave me back my life. Broke my chains, set me free. Praise his name, Jesus Christ. Faith and hard work has brought me a long way. On the day the day, I get my strength when I pray. You motivate me for success. I wanna do my best, knowing that I'm blessed. Will yeah, I make yeah, it? Yeah. Yes! When I'm with you, I'm thankful. When I'm with you, I'm grateful. When I'm with you, I'm happy to decide. When I'm with you, I feel so alive. When I'm with you, I'm thankful. When I'm with you, I'm grateful. When I'm with you, I'm happy to decide. When I'm with you, I feel so alive. Just so beautiful to live for him, every day we awake, gotta give to him Unconditional love and glory, cause I know this world has nothing for me Seeking opportunities, I got to give with the Holy King Cause he's the best, provide a deed, then what you call in the time you need So the grand reality is, we all gotta take a stand and seek him No jumping off the deep end, it's a must we give for all to please him Guaranteed to shine and not dim, thanks be the Christ who died for my sins Real love begin from within, yeah. the what I like to live on this life with him Let's go real spiritual. Keep the ceremony yes like a ritual. With you sick fools on an issue. Those three grip dudes like a pit bull. I made any image, i am a pixel, pixel. I can see the bigger picture when I pick you. Through the lens of the script, i am going click move. can frame a real view through a pistol. Christ, I ain't never the same. I'm sitting in heavenly planes. Won't hide an edge in that plane. Like a dead we in late, my head of the game. Cause hell with me, man. Uh the general heavenly armies is with me to pour love upon me. No weapon against me can harm me. My band won't break like a palm tree. When I'm with i when I'm with when I'm with you, I'm when I'm with you I'm so alive when I'm you I'm thankful when I'm with you I'm grateful when I'm with you I'm happy inside when I'm you i feel so alive when I'm with you I'm thankful when I'm with you I'm grateful when I'm with you I'm happy inside when I'm with you i feel so alive when I'm with you I'm thankful when I'm with you I'm grateful when I'm with you I'm happy inside when I'm with you i feel so alive
0: Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you guys so much for being here with me today and for listening to Alexia's interview about how she found God. I absolutely enjoy the time we spend together, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here and for listening to the podcast. I would also like to encourage you to share the podcast episode with a friend, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a review so I can know how much you are enjoying the podcast. Now, if you would like to be a guest on the Finding God podcast, I have an email address listed in the show notes. Click on the email address and send me an email letting me know that you would like to be a guest on the podcast. If you have any music that you would like to submit to the podcast, it's almost the same process. Click on that email address in the show notes and then send me an email along with an mp3 of the song that you want to submit to the podcast, letting me know that you have a song that you would like to submit for review on the Finding God podcast. Now, if you would like to get in contact with me or Alexia or JB, all of our information can be found on the show notes. So all you have to do is click on the link and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. Okay, well, I think that is all for today. Um, Until we meet again, have an amazing day, a wonderful weekend. Truly, truly enjoy your weekend. And I will talk to you again next Friday. Bye-bye.